Frequency Cast. Startup in progress. Hi, and welcome to Frequency Cast, the UK's digital TV and technology show. At Frequency Cast, it's our mission to keep you up to date with today's tech, answer your questions, and keep you entertained along the way. Our shows are driven by your feedback. You decide what we talk about, and we'll do the rest. Here's what we'll be looking at today in show 118. We get hands-on with the new £4 pie, the end of the line for BBC Three, two new products from TomTom, some Christmas virtual pet ideas, plus Facebook words and our thoughts on Black Friday. First off, here's Pete with the latest tech news. Frequency cast, now loading, news. Headline time for December 2015, and first off we'd like to remind you that the 15th of December is a big day for the UK space programme, as Major Tim Peake heads off to the International Space Station. Kelly and I will be keeping an ear out for you on amateur radio in the coming months, and please give us a wave when you're overhead. Next, another month, another hack attack. Kids toy firm VTech has been the latest victim, with over 6 million kids' accounts and nearly 5 million parents' accounts all hacked. No credit card details were obtained, but passwords, kids' birth dates, photos and unread messages were all exposed. Affected customers have been contacted. Next, later in the show, we'll be discussing the imminent closure of BBC Three, but it's also been announced that the BBC plans to phase out the red button service, saving up to 16 million. Will it be missed? Let us know. Next, as mentioned in the last show, Sky has now released details of its new box, the Sky Q. This supports Ultra HD, which is coming out next year, records four channels at once, allows for offline viewing of content on tablets and streams to up to four devices. Sky Q launches in 2016. No idea yet as to the price. Next, are you suffering from slow broadband speeds? The UK regulator Ofcom has released a smartphone app to help identify whether your Wi-Fi could be causing the problem. It's reported that up to 6 million people could see a speed up using this app. The app has had mixed reviews, but as it's free, it's worth a try. Ofcom report one possible cause of slowdowns over Christmas could be your Christmas tree lights interfering with your Wi-Fi. Next, Google's been busy celebrating the launch of the new Star Wars movie. Type in google.com forward slash Star Wars to have your Google experience flipped to either the dark or the light side. Also, it's worth trying a search for a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away for some rather impressive results. Apparently, Google has recently made a Star Trek next-gen com badge that actually works. Voice recognition to a mobile phone and tap activated. How cool. Apparently, it's just a prototype with no plans to turn it into a product. I don't know about you, but I'd buy one. And finally, Domino's Pizza will be releasing a pizza button this month. Tucked inside a mini pizza box, it'll be a single button. Press it and it will make a Bluetooth connection to your phone and order your favourite pizza. It's called Easy Order and you'll be able to order Kelly's favourite, anchovies, pineapple and olive, at a single button press. Wow, that was quick. Thanks very much, Pete. For more tech news, go to frequencycast.co.uk forward slash news or follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Frequency Cast, now loading. Focus. 
Frequency Cast number 118. You're looking very festive there, Kelly. Hello, how are you? I don't know if we'd go as far as festive. I'm starting to feel old now. 118. It's been going a little while, hasn't it? But uh, yeah, excellent. Well, of course, we've just uh, hit that lovely December mark. So the march towards the big C word is on the way. Are you excited? I'm always excited about Christmas. As long as I'm not the one that happened to make the Christmas dinner. So who's doing Christmas dinner this year then? Oh, I always get, leave that down to Nicola, my sister. Excellent. Oh, good stuff. And talking about the right tools for the right job, I saw uh, someone had called you geeky on your Facebook feed the other day. What was all that about? Nerdy. I can't believe that. That was, yeah, that was again my sister. So really, she deserves to make the Christmas dinner. Basically, she did one of these name configuration game things on Facebook and um, it brought up your top friends and what role they play within your friendship group. And I got nerdy. Let's face it, you are a radio amateur and you do a tech podcast. There's got to be an element of nerdy there. No, I don't accept that. I used to always say that I was a geek in a good outfit, but nerdy, that's that's on a different level. And on that subject, have you seen on Facebook all of these uh, apps that let you see the most commonly used words that you've uh, put in your posts? Oh, like word clouds. That's the sort of thing. Have you seen this all over my Facebook feed? Oh, not so. I've seen a couple, not so many. Well, I nearly tried it until I saw the tech story that broke a couple of days ago about the privacy. Basically, when you do it, obviously it has to scan all your posts and the number of people that have just been hitting, yeah, I'll do it, not realising that they're giving away all their privacy and every post they've ever made to some random company that they've never heard of. It's not actually Facebook. It's some developer somewhere that's done this. Oh, wow. I wouldn't. Th- yeah, that would not make me happy at all. And I'm glad I haven't done it then. Anyway, that wasn't quite where I was going to go next. The first thing I was going to talk about is the day. What day is it today? It's Black Friday. Yes, we're recording this on Black Friday. And I don't know about you, but have you checked your emails this morning? Oh, I wish I hadn't. I've had so many listing deals or trying to get you online to buy things. Oh, to be honest, actually, it's been happening for the last few days. It's not even just today. They've almost had a countdown to Black Friday. I've got internet companies. I've got Homebase seem to be spamming me at the moment. Sky TV, Curry's just trying to sell to me. This Black Friday thing, why have we suddenly got it? It was American. What's it doing over here? I heard... It was supposed to drive drive us back to the high street and not online. But now it just seems to have been taken over everywhere. And of course, uh, what's Monday? Uh, ah, Cyber Monday. We're going to get all this again on Monday, you know. Oh, wow. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure I'm in no rush then to do my Christmas shopping. If, we've, if I've got two bites at the cherry, then why do it now? Uh, gear change then. Let's talk about some shopping I've done. I discovered yesterday something that completely caught me by surprise. The Raspberry Pi Zero. Have you come across this yet? No. I've, I know the Raspberry Pi. It's the new slimline, mega exciting Raspberry Pi computer. I thought they were quite slimline already. They are pretty small, uh, so if you don't know about the Raspberry Pi, they're little 25 quid computers that you can kind of do all sorts of weird things with. They run Linux as opposed to Windows or the Mac operating system, and about 25 quid, you can hook them up to things. You can do all sorts of really clever little things with them, turn them into video recorders and cameras and all sorts of stuff. Uh, But a new one has just come out, and it's called the Zero. Well, I'm excited. And I've got one. Do you want to see it? You've got one already, and it only came out yesterday. I don't hang about, you know. Right, okay. Now, you're ready for this. It's quite heavy, so uh, shut your eyes, hold your hands out. Pete, that's tiny. My God, I didn't think they could get it any smaller. That is ridiculous. 
It is literally the length of my fingers. And this is a full, relatively decent spec computer. So it's got a one gigahertz uh, ARM processor in there, 512 meg of RAM built in, and it is a pretty functional little computer. Uh, they're actually running it even faster than the very first Raspberry Pi. Even though it's this small. Okay, and the clever bit is the price. So the original Raspberry Pi, 25 quid. What do you reckon for this? 20 pounds. Are you ready for this? Four pounds. Four pounds? My gosh, that's crazy. The really funny thing is there's a magazine called Magpie, M-A-G-P-I, magazine for pie. I'm sure you're an avid reader. Oh, obviously. And they were giving these away on launch yesterday on the cover of a magazine. So you buy a magazine for six quid and you get a free four quid computer. Wow. I remember it used to be floppy disks and CDs on the uh, front of magazines. And these days they're giving away computers on magazines. I remember when it just used to be crayons. <laughs> Let alone anything like that. That's mad. You can build your own computer now. Off starting from a magazine purchase. That's mad. And on the subject of building a computer, let's just show oh. how we can it. <laughs> Hold that. Right, go on. Put that down on the table there. Right. Right, first job. Now, this is where it gets weird because that is such a tiny little thing. You've actually got to do quite a bit of work to get this to go. So the first thing I'm going to give you, I'm going to do a bit of show and tell here. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. uh, what is that? An HDMI adapter. Well done. So that converts from the small HDMI to the standard HDMI. Just be careful because they're a bit fragile. Let's see. Oh, yeah, there done. you go. In. in. Yeah. Right. I've just handed you a micro SD card. That's your hard drive. See if you can put that in. Okay. There you go. Excellent. Right. Now, what else do you think we might need? Keyboard. Okay. So a keyboard, what we're going to do for that is use a USB keyboard and mouse. Okay. So that's your adapter, micro USB B into a standard USB A. Oh, it's fiddly. There it you go. is a bit fiddly. Right, then what are we going to need to make it work? Power. Now, this basically runs off a USB lead, so let me get you a USB lead. There you go. All right, and the other end uh, into the uh, adapter there, into the wall socket, please. There you go. Uh, we've got the other end of the HDMI lead already in the telly, so mm -hmm. we're all pretty good. Right, you need a keyboard. Here is a keyboard. Okay. Your little nails tapping away there. Oh, no. I don't know how you can type with those claws of yours. I've always been able to do it. It's easy. Right, okay, now let's switch it on. I've already prepared the uh, the monitor for you. And look, there you go, there's the Raspberry logo. You're in. This is the weirdest thing I've ever done in my life. It just doesn't seem right that that would be a computer. It's brilliant, isn't it? And I've had it playing video. I've had it doing all sorts since I've got hold of it. It's lovely. It's really, really clever. And the beautiful thing is it is so versatile for projects. There's a friend of mine called Laura that's looking at making sort of jewellery wearable stuff with it. You might even like it for some of your dance show stuff. You can have, you know, wearable tech that's actually a computer that flashes sequences of lights and things like that. And actually, that's a really good idea, Pete, so I might be nicking that for next year. Fair enough. So there you go. That is the Raspberry Pi Zero four quid silly price. Of course, the slightly sad thing is you've got to get yourself a USB keyboard and mouse. Then you've got to get the HDMI adapter. Then you've got to get the power adapter. So yes, the computer's four quid, but that little adapter there that you're looking at to make it work, that in itself is £2.50. So uh, two adapters, and you've pretty much doubled the price of the computer. Well, it's either that or you just need a friend like Pete. Well, sad news now, Kelly. BBC Three. It's going to bite the dust. 
Oh, officially now. Officially, yes. Despite all the campaigns to save it and everything else, uh, it looks like BBC Three is going to switch off at the end of January. What about Don't Tell the Bride? It's not going to go completely, because obviously you'd then have a, a gap. You'd have BBC One, BBC Two, BBC Four. So BBC Three will still carry on in an online format, but not as a broadcast TV station. Not the end of the world, but a little bit sad. It's been going for a number of years now, and it's just quite a fun station. Yeah, it is. It's a more light-hearted kind of station in comparison to BBC One and Two. That's a lot. I enjoy watching that channel. And so do another 11 million people. It's got a lot of people over the course of a week. 11 million people tune in. Uh, 300,000 people signed the Save BBC Three petition, but no joy. And as part of the cost-cutting exercises, it is going to be no more from the end of Jan. Well, we better make the most of it through December then, I guess. Bye-bye, three. Right, let's brighten things up and go back to the little trip that uh, FrequencyCast made to the Westfield Shopping Centre. We spoke to a few other companies. We didn't have time for all their interviews in the last show. So uh, shall we see if we can get a few more in? Oh, so you can rub it in for another month. Go on, go ahead. We uh, spoke to TomTom. Now, I love TomTom. They're sat-navs, amazing little bits of tech, but they're branching out a bit these days, aren't they? Well, it's probably about time, to be honest. There's not so many people going out and buying TomToms now, not when they come within the car. I don't think I saw a single TomTom sat-nav on display at the TomTom stand, which is a bit uh, a bit odd. But uh, we spoke to Justin about some of the new products that they're bringing out. We've just launched the Runner 2 and the TomTom Spark. It's um, basically recently watched with the addition of music. This isn't just linking up to your phone. This has actually got a uh, the ability to... Uh, download tracks onto it is that right that's correct the unit itself actually stores music it's got three gigabyte um, generally holds up to about 500 songs okay and the, the advantage of this over say your standard fitness tracker the best way to describe it is it's used for more gps purposes especially for running swimming and cycling okay we've now allowed the addition of, of gym and also indoor cycling as well okay so full fitness tracking lovely product just remind me of the name of this again so we've got the TomTom Tom Spark and Runner 2. Wow, okay. The thing I'm more interested in though is this little camera that you've got here. You've got a very, very impressive little camera. Uh, what's the name of this little beastie? So this is the Bandit. It's our brand new action camera. It was released mid-year. It's the first 4K action camera that allows for on onboard editing. Onboard editing. Okay, so these are one of these wearable things. You clip it to your bike or, uh, or whatever you're up to. It captures 4K video, which is pretty impressive. Uh, but uh, onboard editing, so how does that work? Let's use an example of a, a snowboard slope. Uh, you're doing a, a nice little run. Um, you can view up to get three hours of footage, for example. Um, by the end of it, it will highlight all the key moments. Um, this is allowed by the sensors that are, that are being placed into the camera. So, for example, any heavy rotation, um, pickup of G-force, acceleration, deceleration, even heart rate, these will highlight certain moments. And then by the, the end of your run, the, uh, the camera will actually put it into a, a little one minute video for you. Oh, wonderful, okay. This presumably links up with what, a smartphone or a laptop or something like that? Yeah, so it's all done by the TomTom Bandit app, which is, is accessible on your iPhone or um, any Android as well. I'm guessing it makes it easy to uh, share it with Facebook once you've done it? That's the whole idea. So one of our biggest problems with uh, most action cameras is that you can tend to get footage backed up the whole idea with this is that you can share your footage straight away. We even allow to put music from 
um, your iTunes or your media player straight onto the video. We also do overlays as well. So you can, in the bottom corner, get your speed, G-force and even heart rate on that as well. Awesome, very, very nice bit of kit, very impressed. If someone wants to find out more about uh, this uh, and the Spark, where would they go? Yeah, so it's all on TomTom Tom website, so www.tomtom.com-sports. And not a sat-nav in sight. Next, we looked at a very odd-shaped speaker. Look at that. that look a bit odd to you? Yeah, it does a bit. But I tell you what, it does not sound good. We caught up with Freddie from Orbit Sound to find out more about their rather clever little stereo speaker. So this is the Space 360 from a company Orbit Sounds. We're British audio specialists. We started off making soundbar technology, but the latest thing we've gone into is the portable speaker market. So the idea behind this uh, oddly shaped box you describe it is basically the odd shape gives you a true 360 degree sound. And what that means is when you're using it in your house, it's gonna fill a room up with sound really, really nicely and efficiently. Excellent. So uh, looking at it, it is a very odd sort of shape. It's very hard to describe what it looks like. It looks like a pair of underpants, <laughs> I suppose, is the closest. It's got the sort of the triangle shape base to it. And what you've got is you've got three high range drivers and three base radiators in it. So it's the only thing on the market, really, which is going to give you that true 33.3% split. The idea now is that everybody is going into the world where they want to sort of uh, have music all around the house. And you've got two options. Those options really are multi-room systems. Um, which are very good Wi-Fi based systems but what that does tend to do is cost you a lot more money you're talking sort of one speaker per room and those are anchored the other side of the is things like this which is a high power high quality portable speaker it's got a 14 hour lithium battery built into it so you can take it down the garden take it all around the house pretty much anywhere you go with it okay 14 hours how does it charge it's got a USB on it somewhere has it's it got or? A docking system in the bottom then so the dock's actually over here. It's a mains, a mains power system. It just sits on top of it and it'll play while it's charging. So if you've got one main room you're going to use it in, you just have it sat on top of that. Uh, and then off a two hour charge, you can get a 14 hour battery out of it. Okay, so obviously one speaker, I appreciate it's got the three uh, drivers on it, but uh, does this give you a decent stereo sound with uh, just one speaker? So that's actually the other, the, other, um, the other thing that sets this apart from a lot of the other units on the market. So again, a lot of those people that are going into the 360 kind of market now really are doing what you're saying and sort of just getting mono speakers and putting them through a cone or something like that. The difference with this is that uh, it uses something called air sound technology, which is something that the company, uh, that all of the units basically are built on, it's something the company was founded on. Um, when the company was started, air sound was created as a way to find um, sort of stereo sound, but without creating a sweet spot. So as well as giving you the 360 degree distribution that this speaker gives you, the air sound technology built into it means that the sound is split in such a way that it will give you a stereo sound as well, creating therefore a much more immersive sound. It does sound pretty awesome. Uh, we're in a big busy shopping centre so we can't really get the true experience of it, but uh, very, very nice bit of kit. If someone wants to find out more or perhaps pick one of these up, first off, how much are they and then where do you get them? They retailed very recently up at £250. We've just bought them down to £199. Uh, so pretty competitive in terms of price as well. The best places to get them at the moment is probably John Lewis. It's probably going to be the closest to most of the listeners. Um, we're in pretty much every John Lewis store in the country, uh, equally on the website and all those kind of things. And uh, I've got to ask, how do you pronounce this product? Uh, so it's the Spaced 360 from Orbit Sound. Very odd, but sounds gorgeous. It does. Okay, next we're going to talk Chrissy Prezzies here for the little ones. There were quite a few stands at the Westfield Shopping Centre aimed at the kiddies and we found a kiddie gadget stand. We had to have a look. Did you have fun? Oh, I did. I found a very small person that's been very interested in some of the gadgets. What's your name? Catherine. And you've been looking at all the gadgets. Has it all been exciting? Yes. Excellent. Have you found anything that you want here today though? Yes. And what is it you want? 
everything. Have you seen anything in particular you really, really like? The lights and the little live pets. And the eye pets, what are the eye pets? The little live pets are basically pets that move and talk. I didn't see any of those, where are they? They're right behind me. Okay, Catherine, you've dragged me over to little live pets. What's really good over here then? Um, the birds. Okay, and there's a bird that talks to you and you can stroke and talk to, is that right? Yes. Okay, I'm talking to Ellie who's showing off all sorts of magic toys here today. So what is this bird? This is an annoying little thing that makes loud noises, isn't it? Yes, so this is Clever Key. He's from Character Options. He's an interactive bird that responds to the child's touch. The more you stroke him, the more he will sing. He'll also record the child's voice and play it back to them as well. Um, he interacts with his playset fully, so he'll swing himself on the swing and he'll dance to your own music and the radio too. So this is a, a, an interactive Furby thing, isn't it? They're quite fun for adults, aren't they? Yes, they are fun, but the good thing about Clever Key is you can turn him off, unlike a Furby. So when he does get a little bit loud, you can switch him off and tell him to shut up. <laughs> awesome. You've also got a scorpion that seems quite popular that's been racing around over here. Yes, so this is Texter Scorpion. He's an infrared-controlled scorpion. Um, there's a wrist watch, and your wrist movements control the scorpion's movements. He also has a sensor on his nose which control his pincers. You've got a, a turtle. What's the turtle up to? Yes, so at the moment the turtle's resting, but the turtle um, moves in water. He has a battery-powered propeller on the back of him, um, which means he can swim in warm or cold water, but he'll also walk on land as well. So these techie, gadgety toys, obviously we've got Christmas not far away. Is, um, is this something you sort of uh, keep to see kids getting into their homes, getting a bit more technically savvy? Yes, yeah, so I think it's a really great way for kids to have, um, in urban areas, have pet-like animal toys that perhaps they can interact with and get that love from but without having the mess and the the vet bills I suppose. This little person here is falling in love with the budgie I think there. <laughs> yeah definitely I mean Clever Keats been voted top 10 toys by Harrods Argos and he's also been in the Guardian so he's going to be a real hit this Christmas. Awesome and if someone wants to get hold of one of these uh, whereabouts can you get them? So Clever Keats and Texas Scorpion are available from all major toy retailers but also from Character Options Online. Okay, final thing for this part of the show. Uh, you know those videos that do the rounds? They're always up on Facebook and retweeted. Clever little sort of compilation videos of people doing daft things. Yes, I've seen many of those. These have to be my favourite two. Christmas carols? Yep, Christmas carols. What about them? And Star Trek? That's strange. Someone has done an amazing video, right? I'm not going to be able to play the entire thing, uh, but we'll put a link up to this on the uh, on the show notes. But just have a little watch of this. Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go, make it so, make it so, make it so. Who has time to do things like this i can't imagine there must be a hundred two hundred hours of star trek that someone has sat through looking for the word delightful i don't even know where you would get the idea oh, it must be two years ago we looked at someone putting star wars in alphabetical order do you remember that one? Oh yes yes i do that was equally weird but how absolutely bizarre. So uh, if you're into your Star Trek, there's a lovely Christmas carol. It's one minute and 14 seconds long, and the link is up on our show notes. Make it so, Kelly. Make it so. And do you remember from the 80s? I know you were just a wee 
person in the 80s. But do you remember 99 Red Balloons? This gentleman here has done an amazing video. Andrew Hong, would you pronounce that? Andrew Hung. Has recorded himself playing 99 Red Balloons on some Red Balloons. <sighs> Bass, shaker, drums, snare, what do you think? Well, I'm starting to get a little bit worried about where you've even found these things, to be honest. This is mad. How do you even find out that you can create music on a balloon in this way? Oh, wow. It sounds like a chipmunk who got let loose. And if you want to watch the whole 99 Red Balloons video, the link is up on our show notes. So there you go. If you've seen something on the internet that's made you smile and has made you think, where on earth have you got the time to do that? Get in touch because Kelly loves all that kind of stuff, don't you, Kelly? Oh, absolutely. I really do. Frequency cast. Now loading. Interaction. Interaction time for show 118. Are you ready for some feedback? Not much of it, you'll be surprised to know. Oh, I know. Really not many at all, actually. I mean, it gives me a little bit of a break, but we do like to hear from everyone. We did hear from Wendy. She had a Sky question for us. Off you go. Yes, she says, do you need to have a telephone line to have Sky TV installed? Now, that's an interesting one because that's up on our website that you do need a phone line to get Sky. And that's so that they could work out what movies you've watched and what on-demand service you've got. But they've actually done away with that requirement, it now seems. So you don't actually need a phone line. However, you do need a phone or broadband if you're going to use the online services. So that's uh, box office, box sets, that kind of thing. But uh, these days, no, you don't need a phone line. It will use your internet if it needs to. Otherwise, you can still watch your telly without the need for a phone line. And next, we've had a tweet from at Crystal Sirius. I think that's right. What do they want to know? They want to know if the Raspberry Pi can be used for VPN. Well, yes, it can. Uh, I haven't tried it myself, but it certainly can be done. If any of our Pi experts out there have got any experience of using it as a VPN, uh, let us know any recommendations, but I'm sure you can. That's the kind of thing it would uh, be absolutely perfect for. So, uh, Crystal Cirrus, stay tuned. I'm sure someone will come back with some, uh, some thoughts on the best way of doing that. And next, we've got a podline call. Hi guys, this is David from Rochester in Kent. Um, I'm having an absolute nightmare with Windows 10. Since the upgrade, I've had Microsoft reset the computer already once because I keep getting errors with my start menu. And again, I've got the same critical error with the start menu where it says it will try and fix it and I have to sign out. And again, it just crashes. Any ideas, guys, what I can do with this because it's driving me crazy. This critical error seems to be something that everyone's talking about on the internet and Microsoft don't actually seem to have a fix for it. All they do is delete your user profile. Hi, David. Well, it's funny you say that because I recently had a similar problem with Windows 10 and in my case, it was the AVG antivirus app uh, starting up in a weird way that was causing my problem. Uninstalling the antivirus solved my problem and apparently can help with quite a few other uh, startup problems. However, the problem you're reporting is a surprisingly common one uh, and a slightly different one. It's to do with the Windows Start menu. There is talk of Microsoft releasing a fix because it is such a common problem. And there are some workarounds. The one that seems to work best is to enter a very long string into the command line prompt. And you have to put the command line into admin rights for it to work. What we'll do is we'll add a link to the show notes with the most helpful thread that we found and there's some hopefully good advice on there. Good luck. Uh, now, another call. Hi, this is Michael Johnson. I, uh, I live in Braintree. I wanted to ask the team, when do you expect Android Auto to be uh, part of the uh, car 
industry. When are we going to get it in the UK? I mean, I'd like to get a new car with some sort of head, uh, Android head piece in, in the car. Hi Michael, well Android Auto brings the Google experience to the head unit of a car dashboard. At the moment there's less than a dozen cars out there with Android Auto actually built in and if it's anything like DAB digital radio it's going to be quite slow progress. However there are some other options. There are three models out there on the market from Pioneer which can be fitted to existing dashboards. Take a look at the link on our show notes if you fancy getting Android Auto without the weight. Okay, and the next one's quite an interesting one. We had a request for any of our listeners that might be either blind or partially sighted. And this is from a company in America that's looking for help. They've asked if there are any non-sighted people who would be interested to test if their new platform works seamlessly for the non-sighted. Varile is a real-time voice-only speed dating from home, making new friends based on personality instead of profiles and pictures. Meeting new people online may not work well today, but the non-sighted can lead the way to a better way for all of us. So there you go. If you are interested in helping out, drop us a message to Frequency Cast or give us a call. All the details coming up in a minute and we'll put you in touch and maybe you can help out with this new piece of software. Uh, and finally for the show, we heard from Peter Howav, our good friend Peter. Yes, hi Peter. He got in touch to say that there's a bunch of French radio stations closing down. It looks like 10 medium wave and long wave stations will cease by the end of 2016. The end of the old analogue AM broadcasts. Oh, sad. What, with that and BBC Three going, what can you do? I don't know, everything's changing, Pete. I don't like it. Oh, it'll be all right. Don't worry, Kelly. Uh, If you have anything to say, you want to get in touch or you uh, want to tell us of something else uh, we should know about, please get in touch. Also, any music videos for Kelly, greatly appreciated. If you want to get in touch, you can send us a voicemail. The number is 0208 133 4567. You can text us on 07882043521. It's the cost of a standard text. Or you can hook yourself up with a Raspberry Pi Zero and send us an email via the Contact Us button on our website. Oh, wow, Pete, you're definitely going to do that, aren't you? And uh, if we don't speak to you before, uh, season's greetings and happy Christmas to everyone. Yes, Merry Christmas. Frequency cast. Shutdown in progress. Thanks for listening to today's Frequency Cast. For news updates and to get in touch with us, go to frequencycast.co.uk. While you're there, click the Add Us to iTunes button. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Frequency Cast. Our shows are driven by your feedback, so please get in touch and tell your friends. Frequency Cast.